0: On today's episode, I will be discussing one of the biggest mistakes that us musicians can ever make, which is underestimating a song, underestimating a genre, and underestimating a gig. One of the reasons why I feel this is a little dangerous is because underestimating means that you're effectively limiting your learning and reducing the amount of education that you can get. And this ultimately translates into not drawing all the inspiration and all the motivation that you can get from a song. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to become better musicians, be better at our instruments, be of better and more important service to the people that hire us. And one of the pinnacles of that has to do with embracing different styles of music, playing the parts that are supposed to be played, the way they were written, the way the style requires it to be, and so on and so forth. Now what I mean with underestimating a song, with this I mean that you assume that it's easier than it really is and you don't work on the nuances of it as you should. A typical example would be you have a cover band and you're supposed to play a Nirvana song and you assume it's just loud drumming and you don't pay attention to every single drum beat. You assume that there are symbols where there aren't. You assume that there aren't symbols where there are. You play the beat close to what Dave Guerrero is playing, but you don't play exactly what the pattern is. Or you change the fills that he does going to the chorus every time when, let's just say, they're supposed to be identical. So... Those little details and it applies to any genre of music overlooking those small details that maybe make up a three or 5% that, can prevent you from sounding like a total professional or an amateur. They're huge. So you can learn a song, you know, 95%, 97%, and it's still not sounding as good as it can. And that 3% or 5% or very minuscule percent is probably the hardest and most crucial. That's what separates, you know, everybody hitting a push or hitting on the downbeat or hard stops over hits over time and all that kind of stuff. Now, as it relates to the genre, Every single style of music has its own language, it has its own physical aptitude that's required and it has sort of different levels of memory that are needed, but every style is valid don't be that guy that because you play jazz, you think that playing punk music is easy and it's just like, oh yeah, all you do is just play, you know, straight eighth notes on the hi-hat and that's it. And it's not that simple. I mean, do you have any idea how hard it is to play the Ramones or the Clash or the Misfits like the recording? One thing is to play it like you hear it and what you assume or, or what the music theory says, like, what the pattern should be written and the other is to play that song perfectly for three and a half minutes or whatever it lasts with the same amount of power that fire that do- those drummers have it's not easy at all it's very very difficult it's as difficult maybe not from a technique or vocabulary perspective uh, you know to play um uh, as in playing something by chick korea for example or a dave weckl you know i'm trying to think of the opposite of punk, so it's it's very difficult to play a Dave Weckl song, but it's as difficult to play another song. And what I mean by that is not on the sort of surface, because you can say yes, it's much harder to play what Dave Weckl plays, but I'm talking about being true to the essence of the music and finding what it makes that genre what it is, what makes that song what it is, and being respectful to it and it's the least that you can do for the band for the music that you have been listening to your whole life and to yourself it's the least that you can do because you've been practicing a lot and you want to make it sound good there's no point in you wanting to sound like a metal drummer and not hitting rim shots on your snare drum all the time or playing super quiet you might be playing the right part but it's not sounding like it's supposed to be so do not underestimate any genre not only the jazz guys to the punk guys, but the punk guys and the rock guys that are out there and girls, of course, don't think that jazz is is just, you know, playing a, a cheesy pattern on the right symbol. It's much, much deeper than that, of course. If not, go listen to Mark Juliana play drums. You know, we've all been in a situation where somebody said the drums or guitar or bass or and they're like, oh, yeah, I can play funk music and they just like slap. Or they just like turn on their wah pedal and start doing such a like a pattern. Like that's not funk music just because you do that. Yes, there's something to be said about approximating and, and, and doing something closer to that style. But it's just not this sort of magical thing that you can just pull out of your hat and start doing out of nowhere just because you assume that's what it will make it more reggae or more rock or more pop or more R and B or more hip hop. Try to study what makes a style the style and what are the sort of pillars of it study them research them there's so many uh you know tools online for us to be able to do the research and investigate and sound more proper than we currently are so there's always room for growth and for learning these two examples of underestimating stuff relates mostly to music and yes sort of by proxy to when we work with other musicians. But underestimating the artist, that is the biggest mistake we can make because it reflects directly on this interpersonal relationship. I'm not talking about assuming that, you know, X, Y, or Z artist, you know, the typical answer that rock dudes say or girls, like, oh, Justin Bieber sucks, right? Or back in my day, it was like, oh, Britney Spears sucks. So because of the style they work in, you can assume that they're not as good as other people from other genres, but that is a very, very silly mistake to make. Anybody that is able to be in a high position, musically speaking, has worked their butt off. They might not excel in music the way you would like them to, but they have maybe a business sense that is pretty uncanny and is respectable. So you never know the kind of music people have been listening to. You don't know the amount of music they've been practicing or they've been playing. I have worked with pop artists that are household names that you would be surprised of you know, how much they know about a completely different type of music And if you were to hear them play music, you would not believe you would, you know, you would ask them, like, why aren't you doing this professionally? Why are you a singer and why are you not a bass player? It's pretty amazing. So not only does the artist deserve the respect in terms of you learning the music as much as you need because they're a fellow musician, but also because you're getting paid. And a lot of times that implies playing what's supposed to be played and not your interpretation of it. So if you look around you and you see the guys that are constantly working and constantly playing, it's because they play the part the right way. Do they make changes along the way? Of course, but that is with the discretion of the music director or the artist. But you, also, you always have that sort of standard, which is the song itself, the way it's supposed to be played. How do we get better at this? Well, the more we transcribe the songs the more honest we're going to become. So in other words, the more you work on every little nuance, the more you're going to notice with an open mind and an open ear and with a lot of humility, you're going to be able to look at yourself in the mirror, so to speak, and realize if you're playing the right part or not. You can check with other musicians, you can check with sheet music or whatever research you have to do, but it all counts for the purpose of you trying to learn the song the best way possible. Another principle that will help you immensely is to know that simplicity is not stupidity. Like the one of the greatest drummers of all time says, Steve Jordan. There's beauty in the simplest of things the same way that there's beauty in the most complex of things. And it's all relative and they all deserve the same amount of studying and of respect. And at some point it stops being about the music and it's about you as well. How much are you willing to work? step out of your comfort zone and try things that are completely alien to you or things that are pretty close to what you do, but you've never really paid attention. You know, to give you examples off the top of my head, if you're a drummer, try to play Don't Stop Believing identical to the recording. Or if you're a guitar player, try playing, regardless of your level, try playing This Charming Man by The Smiths or You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette on bass. These are songs that we hear and we assume like, oh yeah, those are whatever easy parts and then you start playing them and you're like wow there's fire in these things and they're very very important to finish my friends i just want to sort of reiterate that every single song is important every single song can teach us something we can learn so much from a tiny song a tiny riff a beat and it's totally up to us you know there's that saying you know whether you think you can or you can't either way you are correct So in a way applied to music, if you think you cannot learn from a song because it's too easy or it's too robotic, then you won't be able to learn. But if you believe you can and you look for things that you can learn from, you will. And that is amazing. Thank you so much for listening. This was The Music Mentor Podcast.